It's a new episode of Them Asperger's. Uh, I mean, I suppose, depending on how you listen to this, this wouldn't be new if you're not listening to the right order, actually. I will find a way to start these properly. Like, <laughs> I'm still, like, because um, I don't want to do, like, it's that time of the week again or so another episode. Like, because I was listening back to some of these and I've realised that I kind of start the same ones the same way, um, like, every time. That's good though. I listen to other podcasts and um, like some people play like music and that, uh, like weird little. Oh, jing- like a little jingle. Yeah. Yeah, we could have a little jingle. I don't know. I think both being um, burgers. Imagine trying to decide on which jingle we like and then having to be stuck with it. I'd probably pick one that was really annoying and then like five episodes in I'd be like, not this again. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't. We probably shouldn't. It's also like first thing in the morning. We sound Yeah, this groggy. is a super early episode being recorded of this. Uh we think we normally record them Sunday night and then I normally release them sort of midday Monday. Um I mean I always say I release them midday Monday. The amount of times I can't get it to do that. Yeah. It's just getting it uploaded. But yeah, this is an early one. This is like half six in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, if we sound a bit rough. <laughs> uh, and I think I just had a gap of not talking because I had to yawn. <laughs> anyway, so moving forward with this. Uh, what, 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 what is the topic for this week because we haven't I think over the last couple of weeks we haven't stayed to the normal uh, I think it was only last week yeah that we moved away but back to the normal uh, way of things what is the topic this week routines 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 ah yeah, that's weird because I was just talking about um how to start these and how I've been starting these. I've been starting, I noticed like I was listening back to them uh, and not all of them, but the majority of the podcasts we've done so far, I pretty much start them with the same thing. Like yeah. the way I talk is the same. It's always me going, uh, so it's, you know, yeah. like that. And I kind of always realise that I've been doing that uh, like of my own, like not intentionally, just have been. Uh, and then obviously you normally laugh my, like a maniac after I say that. <laughs> Um, I think I started this one different, so you didn't laugh. Um, so there might be like You're a weird... to stop me from laughing? No, not intentionally. I'm just saying that um, <laughs> I think that maybe there is that. Maybe they're like there was the routine of me saying the thing that I normally say, which then routinely made you have a laugh. <laughs> I think didn't we? I think at the start of one of these episodes, we talked. I talked about you laughing at the start, and you saying. It's like uh, mentioning like a routine and that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, I mean, routine's like key. It's key to all all Aspergers. I feel I don't think there's an Asperger alive that doesn't use some sort of routine every day. I think routines, uh, even like if they're subconscious, they're a coping mechanism to just life. Like I definitely think that a routine makes you it gives you like a weird sense of security 
Um, I also think that there's routines in like everything you do, even if you don't notice. So because I knew I wanted to talk about routines at some point, I started looking for it in things that I do. And I've realized that basically everything I do, there's a routine. So like, doesn't mean that I do it every single time, but I have a preferred way of doing things. So like, for example, I have like a morning routine of like when I wake up, I have like an evening routine before I go to bed. But then I have routines of if I go to the supermarket, I always shop like the same order. So I do like the same aisles and that sort of thing. When I'm at work, the way I, you know, deal with customers, I do it in a routinely way. Um, Like it's just everywhere with everything that you do. Yeah uh morning one definitely uh morning one is an important one i have a morning routine and i have done forever yeah it's not been the same routine so i don't think like the routine i used years ago for the morning was the same as the one i use now yeah Uh, but that's because i moved flat um a bit ago so obviously things change um you know i was in a relationship so things change from there yeah but like yeah it's important because if i don't stick to it um it it's weird if you don't stick to it because like i'm not sure and i know um i'm sure people not on the spectrum also like routines but i i feel like they have routines because it just makes things like you know get like get through it quicker you know like a sort of like um like assembly line kind of things in a factory you know what i mean yeah i do it this way because this way is the quickest um or i do it this way because it makes more sense um, you know what I mean like logistically to do it in this order but like with Asperger's it's it's definitely more of a mental uh, thing it, like it needs to happen that way yeah I like for me like I get up in the morning like I get up in the morning at six yeah. pretty much every day Um, don't set an alarm set an alarm doesn't make a difference get up put my kettle on the stove uh, yeah. which right now the kettle's on the stove yeah like um and then, you know what I mean? Like, then I'll make breakfast. Uh, actually, no, I don't. I think I work out for a bit. Like, it's been a bit weird for me because obviously since the crash, uh, the accident I was in, I haven't been able to follow my old routine. So, But my old routine to stick to it is I work out for an hour, then have breakfast, yeah, then have a shower, then get my bag ready for work, uh, and then cycle to work. And obviously when I cycle to work, I always cycle the same way. So it has yeah. to be the same way to work. Um, and then when I get to work, because I cycle and I wear cycling stuff, um, I have to change. And even the way in the order that I get changed at work is the same. So like I will get to work, put my bag down, like leaning against the locker. I will empty out the bits I need and like I have this thing of like laying out the bits I need in like um do you know what I mean like in front of me so like it's like work lanyard glasses yeah. phone and they'll all be like next to each other and then I open my locker I always keep a pair of work shoes in my locker shoes out shoes underneath where the thing that I put my glasses lanyard phone is then take my cycling stuff off that goes in the locker then take my clothes out my bag put the clothes on um I always hang my bike up on the bike rack with my helmet in a certain place. I always take my gloves, if I've got gloves on, sunglasses, and wear them off first. They go in the helmet. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, change into my clothes, 
put my shoes on, sort my hair out, and then it's like lanyard on, phone in pocket, glasses on, uh, lock my locker, keys in my pocket. Like, and I do it always in that order. Yeah. Um, if I don't do it in that order, or there's nothing for me to put my stuff on because it's a small room with no like actual services, I just make services out of stuff. I can be in there longer. So like, as long as the routine goes smoothly, like I'm in and out of there in like three, four minutes. But say like I lean on something because it's not a lot of space and it knocks like my lanyard off or my clothes go everywhere and that yeah. kind of thing. It's not a case of just being able to just pick my clothes up, put them back where they were and continue. There's like a weird bit where I pause for like 30 seconds to a minute just looking at them. Yeah. And then like trying to like get myself together again to uh, to sort it out. Like the work one's fine. Um, the morning one is worse. So in the in the morning, if I uh, don't stick to routine, um, it's worse. So the work one, not so bad. Like I said, minute, maybe like longer of trying to get together. But in the morning, if any of the things I'm supposed to do goes wrong, like it can make me late to work by like five, ten, sometimes like fifteen minutes. Uh, if one of the things I'm supposed to do in the morning. I don't do. So, uh, and I don't think that happens to regular people. I don't think that for them, if they don't stick to their routine, that it's it's that much of a mess up. I think normal people are able to adapt much quicker and like, you know, adjust to what's just happened better than we are. Um, you know, and I suppose like, even though this episode's about routine, uh, I think like schedule kind of falls into it as well yeah um because i mean do you class routine is say you've got a plan for the day of everything you're gonna do uh if any of those things change like uh and i've noticed it with you especially i think that i'm better <laughs> at coping with it than you are but as for, with everything uh, <laughs> like as for you i don't know I, i'm sure there's some stuff that I can not do as well. Uh, I just don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it's in especially with you. I, I mean, it must be classed as that because obviously, even though that schedule, I feel like that's. Do you mean because you make a you have a routine with every little thing that you do? Yeah. But also, when you know you're doing something that day, there's a schedule, so it's like the routine you do stuff every time you go to work. There's the little routines of getting ready in the morning uh, and then the routine of the things you do at work. But then obviously you have to make a routine of how you do them based on your schedule. Because I know you yeah. go food shopping a lot after you've finished work. So I know when you need bits, yeah. you'll do your food shop after you finish work. Um, you know, So you'll do your stuff in the morning, go to work, finish work, do food, go home, eat food. Um and even though that's like a schedule, I feel like that's a routine in itself. So it's it's like just a much bigger thing. And I think that everybody on the spectrum must have routines for everything and everything's a routine. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like I didn't realise how... I kind of thought routines and then I thought, okay, I've got like my morning and my night routine. Mm. Uh, but then as I started thinking about it during the week to kind of see if I had any others, I kind of realised that, yeah, I've got loads. Like, for 
for all like silly little things that I do, there is a routine. What do you mean silly little things? Um, so like, well, a good one is the other day, part of my morning routine is tidying and cleaning my flat, which is also part of my evening routine because I've become like, I'm quite OCD with my flat. You clean your flat in the morning and at night? Yeah. The same things or different things? So do you clean the same area in the morning as you do at night? Or like do you do like front room in the morning, kitchen and bedroom? No, at it's night? the whole it's always the whole thing. Okay. But not to the same like um so so this is what I mean. So with the little things, so morning and night I do like the cleaning of my flat. But yesterday, for example, I was off. So I did my standard like morning routine of cleaning the flat, but then I did that before I'd made breakfast. Then I made breakfast and did some other bits. I think, were you there? Yeah, so we had breakfast. Anyway, and then when I got back to mine, I was sat down watching TV and I was really tired and I wanted to have a nap and like just sort of relax because it was my day off. But then, like, after 10 minutes, I realised that I couldn't relax or focus on anything because all I was thinking about was, I haven't stuck to the routine, my flat's not tidy. So I had to had to get up and tidy it. And then, like, when I sat back down, I was so much calmer. It was crazy. Mm. But, like, with the routine, like, the little routines, so I have, like, that morning and evening of cleaning. But if my flat's just a little bit, like, messy, I'll clean it anyway because I just like it I like everything to be in the right place in my flat and I like it to be clean um but I've I know that there's a routine in how I do that so I always tackle it in the same way I start at the same spot I finish at the same spot and everything in between there's an order so like for example I'll start with chucking everything that needs to be put in the bin in the bin Mm. then I'll do all washing up that needs to be done then I'll do all wiping of the kitchen surfaces that needs to be done. Then I do sweeping of the kitchen floor. Then I do putting everything away that's out in my living room. Then I put all the cushions on my sofa, like, in the correct order. And, like, like that. So there's just a routine to the way that I do it. Yeah, but what happens when you don't do it? Have you ever had a morning where you haven't... Where you, where you know what you wanted to do and you know that these are the things I need to get done before I leave and you've not been able to do them. Like, for some reason, I don't know, something happened and you didn't do it, overslept or um, got distracted. Because, you know, and I think everybody everybody does it. Uh, you do that thing where you get wrapped up in something or focus on something too much and then you realise you've lost, like, a chunk of time and then you don't have time to fit in your routine like do you are you one of those people that you haven't been able to get everything done so you go to work with it unfinished no uh, or are you one of those people that has to get it done so you go to work late I have to get it done so the the like it doesn't happen very often because I am quite good at like my structure but on the few occasions where it's been I really need to get out the door right now but I've seen that this needs doing like a little bit of tidying I've just tidied because I've had to. Like, I've felt 
incapable of walking out of the door without getting it done. Yeah. Um, like, it's never been so bad that I've been, like, super late to work, but I've been, like, five, ten minutes late before because I have been, like, finishing my washing up or something like that because yeah. I felt like I need need to get it done. So you never, like... You've never done it so you're really late or, like, never had to just go with loads of stuff unfinished. You're just... Yeah. Because I... I I I mean I've done it a few times where I give myself too much or I set myself too many things to do uh, and think that I don't because I I have like a really weird concept of time anyway. Um, like I don't really get time uh, and I'm not good at judging how long something will take. Uh, you've probably noticed that with me. Yeah. I'm always like ah oh, I only take like twenty minutes and then all the amount of times I said I'll walk to yours. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I leave and I'm just like, how is it taking me this long to get here? Yeah, yeah. I um, know you're bad at that. So like, I always give myself stuff to do in the morning. Um, but like sometimes when I'm like doing like my workouts and that in the morning, um, I try and judge how long I think it'll take. And sometimes I'll do extra. So sometimes I'll do longer workouts and think I've got time. Um, and then it'll get to like five minutes before I'm about to leave. And I think, oh, all right. So all I've got to do in these five minutes is... Just change into my stuff, pack my bag, uh, sometimes like, you know, um, grab my cup, uh, brush my teeth. And I just think that's I can easily get all that done in five minutes. Uh, and then I can't. Uh, and then I either have to decide on whether I'm going to be late or I have to decide on whether or not I'm going to have to ditch some of the things I've said I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but the ditching is... I can't decide which is worse because, like, some I, I mean, how do you feel about being late to stuff? Like, how does being late to you feel? Like, do you you're one of those people that gets like agitated or panicky when you're late? Um, so it depends what it is. If it's like some sort of meeting, yeah. If it's work, if it's something where you know you're meant to, uh, an appointment. If it's things like that, I hate being late. It makes me really on edge because they're the sort of things you have to like justify or whatever and I hate it and I can't I can't show up to an appointment late oh, yeah, I just wouldn't go yeah because you said that you can't um you can't enter a room uh if everybody's already there yeah so, you know like when you go to like meetings or yeah, like yeah. when you're at uni and you walk in and you're like oh sorry I'm late like you're one of them people that can't do that yeah so like lectures for example when I was at uni yeah I I'd have to be the first one there or it, I just wasn't going but um, so things like that, yeah, I'm, I'm very on edge about being late to. And given this the circumstance where, like, I either get there 10 minutes early or I finish stuff in my flat, I imagine that I'd get there 10 minutes early. So maybe not work. Um, but with things like just meeting people, I'm, I'm usually more of a nightmare. I'm, I tend to be more often late than not. Yeah, I mean, is that because you set a load of yourself a load of stuff to do and then just didn't have time to do them? Or is that just an anxiety thing because you don't know these people and you are um and on about whether or not you're actually going to go through with it? Um, well, it dep- yeah, it probably depends on who I'm meeting again. Like, if I'm coming around yours, for example, yeah. I try and be on time. I mean, with me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, I don't think I'm 
I don't think I'm great at showing up at yours on time. So no, you're not. <laughs> I'm always like five, ten minutes late. I know, which I kind of expect from you now. So Yeah. And you probably expect it from me as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I think I'd heard was a trait to Asperger's was being on time for stuff. Uh, and I always thought that because I'm, I'm not great to staying on time to stuff that I just thought that uh, that's what it was. But I, people that aren't t- on time to stuff, like regular people... I'm not sure what it is that they do that makes them, like, not good at being able to be punctual. But I know with me, every time I'm late, so guaranteed every time I'm late, and there's never been another reason why I've been, it's because the routine that I set for that morning, I did not finish in time. Um, And then there's times where I turn up on time, and you can always tell whether or not I followed my routine or not based on the way I'm behaving once I turn up yeah so if I turn up and I'm a bit like spaced and not really talking and like just staring at stuff and like a bit like out of it it means that I decided to not finish my routine and get to the get to your house or wherever I'm going on time so like you've seen the times where I turn up to work where I'm on time and I am just wandering about not talking to anyone and I look a bit lost yeah that's because I didn't stick to the routine before I got there, and there could be loads of reasons for why I didn't. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that if you start the same, if you have the same routine every morning when you wake up, you know how long everything takes, and you should be able to fit it in, you know, in that yeah. time, no problem. And nine times out of ten, I do. Um, if I'm late, I'm usually okay. If I'm late, if I turn up late, then unless it's like on the instance where like I got hit by a car, or yeah. <laughs> uh, then um, it is because I decided that I needed to be focused for that day, so I had to get everything done before I left. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's weird with me, whereas I guess with you, not getting it done is not an option. Whereas I will sack stuff off if I think there's no time now, and if I do decide to finish this, I'm going to be super late. So yeah. uh, I'm all right with being a little bit late. But then sometimes I'm like five, ten minutes late, but that's just because... I stayed to finish it, but I'm okay with it. I don't feel like nervous or like embarrassed or, I mean, I rarely apologize for being late when I'm late. Uh, I rarely say sorry I'm late um, because I'm not sorry I'm late because I feel like the thing I had to do was, was more important. More important. Yeah. So it's it's a thing, but obviously to NT people that, that doesn't really, it doesn't really work. So for them, it doesn't make sense um, and you could never explain it to them. I mean, anybody that's empty that listens to this, I don't know if they know it sounds if it sounds weird or not. Um, but it is like that important, and it was interesting that you said that you would not go to meetings or lectures, and they could be things that are important and relevant to like you know uni yeah. or like uh, interviews for a new job. But yeah. your routine in the morning is more important than that so getting that done is more important than going to that and that's that's like I suppose the point like I mean this whole episode so far is talking about the importance of it so really because you haven't really said it you've kind of just gone with uh I never I never break routine (laughs) like it never happens but what happens when you do okay So I think the best example of, like, when I don't get to do the routines that I want to do is when I go home to visit my family or go on holiday, which I don't do anymore, but I used to go on family holidays. Um, 
And the only way I can like describe it is when I'm there. So for however many days, like I tend to only go home for like three days at a time. I think as a coping mechanism to that's how long I'm not going to have a routine. Um, And same with holiday. Like the only way I can describe it is I don't feel like myself. Like I kind of just pretend that I'm someone else for the time that I'm there. And I, I just, I'm just really uncomfortable. I just think I spend however many days being really uncomfortable and I always have to book like an extra day off work the day after because I need like a day of just getting back to my flat with my things around me and doing my routines oh so it's a bit like um jet lag but it's uh burger lag yeah like I and I never because I never sort of like autism or Asperger's when I was younger so when I did used to be on the build-up to going on holiday I mean one I used to always just pretend to myself that it wasn't actually happening and I wasn't actually gonna go on holiday and I used to do that for like the weeks building up to it but then like I could never understand why I was so on edge about going on holiday when everyone else in my family seemed really excited and I'd pretend like I'd pretend to be excited and be like oh yeah it's gonna be really nice but I could never understand why I had this weird like sick feeling in the pit of my stomach and like now I realize that it is because of routine it's same in the same way that I know that when I go home to see my family like I don't do it very often and it's not because I don't want to see my family it's because I don't want my routine to change so, um, yeah, like, I never really knew what that was either. I was kind of like, oh, do I just not want to see them? But it's not that. It's just the the idea of having to g- abandon my routine here or, like, the safe spot sort of thing that I'd created for myself to go and have it sort of completely changed it's kind of it's kind of scary, I don't know. Um I don't know about scary. I would say it's the anxiety thing. Yeah. Um like it causes massive anxiety. Before my diagnosis, I didn't realize that I put routines in place for everything. Uh and when someone said that a big thing about being autistic is you need routine structure, that kind of thing. I didn't think I was someone that did that. I always saw myself as quite like um, I don't want to say like free spirited because that's that's not it. But <laughs> along those lines, do you know what I mean? Like haphazard, I wasn't too bothered about the way I did stuff. Yeah. But then, um, I didn't. I didn't think I did. So I didn't think I did it. I thought that she said it. I remember during the diagnosis, she said everybody with Asperger's has it differently, and no two people that have it are the same. You'll have some of these things, you'll have some of the things you won't have. When she said schedule routine, I just thought, ah, well, there's one. There's one I don't have. Yeah. Um, and then it isn't till the thoughts in your head that you start thinking about the things you do routinely and just think, oh, God, it is. And I remember being in the shower uh, and I'd realised that I wash and do things in the shower in a certain way. And if I don't do them in a certain way... Uh, well, it wasn't even a case of if I don't do them in a certain way. I did try to do it differently and couldn't. And I was like, that's weird. And, like, I always, like, do, like, if I'm washing my hair 
do my face and shampoo at the same time and then do body and then conditioner at the same time. Uh, and I always do it that way. I couldn't do it a different way. I mean, obviously you can't condition before shampoo, but the other stuff. Uh, but I'll always like put washing like face, my well, face wash on my face, leave it on. And then while it's on, put shampoo in my hair, leave it in, wash it off. Yeah. And have them both on at the same time. Um, and I did try to change it once and I got out of the shower with conditioner still in my hair. So, like, it was weird. Um, well, you just didn't notice. Well, I did face... No, I did body shampoo, which was fine, and then did face conditioner. But I didn't wash it all out properly. Uh, it was odd. I almost got out and put, like, my hands in my hair, and I was like, oh, conditioner's still in there. So I was like, that's that's odd. No, that's no, it doesn't matter. But I think I did... No, I think I did face and body at the same time, and then hair. <laughs> hair, then hair. And I just didn't wash the conditioner out. Um, and then I realised then you start looking at everything. I look at the way I walk around a shop. Um, yeah. It's always the same way. I realised that if I go on a like to like a meeting or a restaurant or that kind of thing, we have to sit in the same place every time. Um, we go to a coffee shop just down the road from here. Uh, and I've noticed that we always sit in the same spot. Yeah, we do. And if we don't get that spot and someone else has sat there, um, we'll sit somewhere else, but it's weird. And there's like that odd, uncomfortable feeling of um, why are we why are we sat here? Yeah, there's also a restaurant that we go to and I think we've sat on the same table like almost every time we've gone. But there's no like conscious like thinking of I'm going to go and sit on that table that's where we sit it's almost like subliminal and we don't yeah. even realise we've moved and sat there um, we tend to always have the same thing every time um, yeah and that's the same with like everything like it's the same way we have the same I have the same breakfast every day yeah you know, so like, do I I do have variations on meals but they're not that different uh, they're not that um at night, like they're like a, maybe like three, four meals that I'll alternate against, but most of the time I'll just eat the same one every night. Yeah, um, I think that was one of my favorite like things about you was just that I, because I do the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, but that's a that's a routine. Uh, routinely eating the same food constantly. Um, and yeah, it's it's in everything. It's in everything. It's it's so weird uh, when you think about it. Um, that it's, it is literally, if there's a way of fitting a routine in, people on the spectrum do. Um, it's the same at like work. The reason that I wanted a promotion at work was not because I wanted a promotion. It's because I was aware of the fact that at entry level, everybody controlled what I did all day. But if I got promoted, I control more of what I do, you know. Yeah. So that was easier for me to establish routines in work. And I think if I hadn't been promoted, and in all the jobs that I haven't been promoted, um, it was stressful, like I hated it, I wanted out, or I got fired. Whereas in this one, because I can control what I do all day and I can equally control what other people do all day, um, it's easier. Yeah. Like the day's easier. The more I'm in charge, so even though I'm not the store manager 
if the store manager's on, it's a little bit more harder to do the day just yeah. because I can't control everything. But when it's a day where I'm the only member of management on, like those days are the best days because I can control everything. Yeah. Uh, and it's much easier. I know you've said similar, same thing. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's a key part to being on the spectrum is to get routines and get schedules sorted. If you try and do a day without it it's it's hideous like the anxiety levels are like mental like you have a lot of meltdowns when you can't stick to your <laughs> schedule or routine like I don't have them uh anymore from it but I've definitely had it in the past where I've had it set that that's what I'm going to be doing that day I've had something happen that's meant I can't follow that thing I've tried to change like like last minute and try and like adapt quickly and just you know go with it and I've had a meltdown because I can't just go with it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but I think I've said this before, like that's because I limit what I do. Yeah. So the things I do when I leave the flat, they're like in in the um, Asperger world, risk-free, I suppose is the best way to do it. There's it's, It would take something like mental to change the way I do stuff, like because the things I do on the daily, but there's nothing that I do that... Is, is you know is at risk of being uh, messed with that much like going to the shops there's very rarely something will happen that'll stop that from happening unless yeah. like the shop I'm going to is closed you know uh, which that doesn't happen um, and like going to work it's the same thing every day it's rare anything at work happens that would change what I'm supposed to be doing uh, and it's the same with everything else um, yeah. I mean so it's I've just limited the things I do day in day out that could disrupt my day. Uh, obviously, when you're at school, it's much harder. When you're younger, it's much harder because you've got parents that are controlling what you do. They're telling you what you're doing, and that I think is 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 difficult. I, I think it might be why people that are older believe that they are less autistic. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they've become more and more control of their day, more in control of what they do. They're more independent so they can enforce their own routines and schedules. And that's why they feel less autistic than when they were a child. Oh, that's really interesting, actually, because when I um, came to uni, I can't really like remember accurately what I used to be like now. But I do remember coming to uni and my sister telling me that it seems like I've gone from being quite um, like stressy to being really laid back and when she said it I was like yeah you're right like I don't get um like angry at all like I used to which like in hindsight like the angry upsetness was like meltdowny but um and not to say I don't get it at all because it did but when I first moved to uni I had very little like I didn't have a job um so all I really had to do was live by myself because my flatmates were really quiet we didn't really hang out so I had and I had like an ensuite so my my room with my ensuite was like my little sanctuary and yeah like I did notice that the amount of getting angry and upset over like little things really decreased because yeah I didn't have I wasn't living with my parents and that does make a huge difference because you can control like I could control when I was eating what I was eating and like, cause to me, that is is so important to know 
exactly when dinner's going to be ready and things like that, which is yeah. so stupid, but it's true. Yeah, you said that like every time your mum would say dinner's ready at this time and then if she went, oh, actually, it's going to be a bit late. Or if she said we're having this for dinner like in the morning and you've added that to your schedule or routine for the day and then you get home and your mum was like, oh, actually, I've changed my mind, we're doing this. This is what I mean. NT people can just do that. They yeah. can just cut and change and just sort of roll with it. But for those on the spectrum, you can't. Uh, the only way I can roll with it is if I'm given like advanced and I mean super advanced warning that it's going to happen which yeah. isn't really rolling with it at all someone sort of goes oh do you remember that thing say it's Monday do you remember that thing we're doing on Thursday yeah we're not doing that now that is fine yeah but if somebody tells me on the day even the day before I'm like no 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 uh, we gotta go that yeah. is you know I've got it in my head that we're going so it's happening yeah. um and yeah, that's that's the deal, uh, and that's how it is. And yeah, you're like it is a good. I suppose like when you're a child, your parents control everything that you do. This is when you're doing this. This is when you're doing that. Even when you're at school, uh, I mean, school is quite structured. Um, so I guess that's in its sense you didn't mind school too much. I suppose apart from obviously their interactions and socialising but if you think about the rigidness of school like there's a bell everything has to be done a certain way you have to do the lessons in the order that the lessons happen yeah so it's good in that sense uh, and they try and put as much structure as possible but obviously a lot of children like to rebel against that structure and so like it does get disruptive and I guess that's where the problems lie with going to school really and obviously we've covered all things like how to learn and school life and that kind of thing but if you think about the structure of school that's not too bad like I think I had more problems in outside of school than in school as far as like trying to apply routines or that kind of yeah. thing you know what I mean like because there's there'd just be gaps between dinner so your mom would be like dinners at whatever time and then you'd have to try and do something but you don't know when most people that you play with or friends if you had friends do you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, oh, we'll just do whatever. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why, like, most people with Asperger's, you know what I mean? Like I say, it disappears as they get older. Because when they get older, they don't have their parents' influence anymore if they move out. Um. In the cases of both of us, we live on our own. So that's, everything's completely governed by what we do. Yeah. Um. Work, same, like, we're management. So we can control what we do at work. Um, and I think that's why most people on the spectrum, I think routine's a big influence on why most people with Asperger's are solitary. Yeah. Um, because if they're solitary, they can't have their, the way they do things disrupted. Yeah. Um, like I'd, like I, I know people on the spectrum that just will go to work and then the second they're done at work they go straight home there's no like you know if someone goes oh yeah do you fancy getting a drink uh do you fancy like going to do this and it's it's a case of no i don't i'm off um but like obviously that's one of the reasons that we're i mean obviously there's like a, a another side to not wanting to do stuff and that's because you don't want to go for like a impromptu like drink because you have a routine you yeah. have the things you want to do at home you know that work's finished you know it's going to take you 15 minutes to get home which then will make it this time which means you'll have time to do this that the other before you go to bed 
So when someone says, do you want to go for a drink? Obviously, there's that whole socialising, being social, which people with Asperger's just don't crave and aren't good at. But it's like a double thing of like, no, uh, just because you're like, I've got things I need to do. And obviously to everybody else, it seems weird because like, do you want to go just to have like a friendly pint with your, you know, with your work colleague? No, I don't because it's important that I get home and in your case, clean. Or it's yeah. important that I get home and uh, I've got to do this before bed. And you can't really say it out loud. I mean, I imagine there's those on the spectrum that do do say it out loud. Um, you know, like this whole people that were born diagnosed, well diagnosed at like four. I imagine they don't need to explain it. They just go, no, I've got to do this, got to do that. Uh, and obviously it makes them appear more autistic, I suppose, when you say stuff like that. Like I would do, but I've got a routine, to, I've got a schedule to skip to. When you say to somebody else, I've got a schedule, I've got to um, stick to, they think, oh, like what meeting, phone call, like you've got to be somewhere else. But really just like, no, I need to make sure that I've showered, had dinner and uh, clean my flat before I go to bed and I always go to bed at the same time. There's no time to fit a drink in as well. Sorry. Um, you, but like those like myself that always try and hide their autism and yeah. try and like not appear autistic, I'll just make something up. I'll say that I've got to be somewhere else or somebody else has already arranged to meet me and I've got to go meet them. Um, I'll try and make up an NT reason why I can't go for a drink after work. Um, but yeah, it's all solely down to schedule. It's a little bit like I don't want to interact. I've been interacting with people all day. I'm done interacting. Yeah. But the big part of it is no, because all day while I've been at work, I've been thinking about what I'm going to do when I get back. Uh, and now it's too late. It's too like ingrained. It's too locked in what I'm doing when I get home. That there'll be no changing that now. Yeah, I think also like. Um... <laughs> In uh, in some ways, like, this sounds really extreme, but I don't think it's always this... Like, I don't think it's always to this level of, like, extreme. Like, for me, my routines help me a lot and my routines make me feel calm. But if everything else is going fine, if a routine gets slightly changed, I can be okay with it. Like, if plans change... It's not, it's not the case of, like, every single thing I have planned if it changes that's going to ruin my day. Yeah. Sometimes things will just change and I'm totally okay with it. It's weird and I can't pinpoint exactly what things will affect me more, but there will be things that if they change, I'm a mess and things that if they change, I can just brush off and be like, okay, that's that's changed. Equally, um, like if I have planned to do something and then can't do it for whatever reason... Sometimes I'll be okay with it. Sometimes I'll have a massive meltdown because I'd planned it. And I think that sometimes it just depends on what else is going right and wrong. So for me yesterday when I said I couldn't relax because my flat needed cleaning, there were other things in my brain as well like that were bothering me. Like I'd had a couple of things in the past few days that have gone badly for me mm. that I couldn't stop thinking about and I think I needed to tidy the flat because that made me feel like I could like focus and like just get those things out of my head yeah um that were bothering me and I think yeah it's sometimes like routines help you when you've got other things going wrong they can yeah. give you some balance so if everything else is going right and a routine gets changed 
it's not always the end of the world and it's not always like this important um another example is like when we hang out that is obviously a change in routine yeah um but usually i'm like i in fact pretty much always i'm fine with that like it doesn't bother me i think we have our own routines of like when we're together together yeah yeah i mean i've yeah i agree with that um but that's because we both understand uh, the importance of it. Yeah. So when we're doing stuff or when we're hanging out, I normally tell you um, what we're doing. Or yeah. Or you tell me what we're doing. So I'm just like, we'll go here, then we'll do this, then we'll stop here. Uh, and then we just stick to that. Yeah. And once I've told you, like, we're good. But yeah, it's interesting what you said. I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, it can just be a coping mechanism. So routines can be a good thing in the sense of, Say I'm having a bad day and like I'm having like really weird like obsessive thoughts about stuff and like you know my anxiety levels are quite high and you know things aren't going right for me and I'm just a bit like worked up. Um, going into a routine can pull focus into that and help you a little bit. So I've had like okay, well I need to distract myself, so I get myself in the routine of I'll do this, then I'll do that. Then if you just stick to that, you become so focused on like getting that done that the other stuff tends to then like disappear a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you calm down. Uh, and yeah, same other way around. Like if everything's great and I'm not anxious and I'm not fine and that kind of thing, and my routine is disrupted, I'm able to just go yeah okay, uh, and then just go along with it, and then that's it. But it's just maintaining um, the balance, I guess. Yeah. Um, like I don't differ from routines unless I have to, uh, because do you know I mean I'm I'm more into like self-preservation these days anyway. Like, yeah. Now I fully I say fully understand the Aspergers. I'm sure there's things about it that I still don't get, but I know enough to know what works for me and what doesn't. So like I will still stick to routines regardless of. I won't try and like experiment. So even though I've said like if everything's going well, like a routine could go wrong and that's fine. I'd never assume that everything's going well and then break routine on purpose. There's still like a case of if my routine's broken from like a external thing, you know, influence yeah. has changed it, but everything's going well, I'm fine. But I won't be like, oh, everything's good. I feel great. I'll just break routine now then. Uh, like I still won't do that I'm still about like keeping things in the way that I know is I suppose safe for me yeah um I also so I have like an evening routine that's quite calming but I also have like um uh if I've had a bad day at work routine when I get home that follows a lot of the same things in my evening routine but I just add certain things that I know will help calm me down and like I had a bad day at work the other day where I just had I just had some customers that were really um, like they were really shouty and they said a lot of like insulting things to me. And I remember like like straight away afterwards, all I was thinking about was like, when you get home, do this. And that, I think, was what like helped calm me down because I knew that when I got home that night, like I would do this. And things like that just help calm me down. So, like, I knew... And it's, it's like, stupid little things, but for me, it's, like, get into some comfy clothes, 
tie your hair up into a bun so it's like all out of the way put your glasses on like things like that have a coffee like they're not big things but if I think about doing them in the order I'm going to do them in and I focus on that that can like pull my focus from being sad or anxious because I'll just be focused on this thing is going to make me feel better and as soon as that happens like this will all go away so you've got like a in case of emergencies routine yeah I do uh, I don't have one of those. Um, maybe I'll try that next time. I tend to just, if I'm having a bad day, go home and think about it loads. Yeah, no, like um, like I said, yesterday was my day off and I was having a bit, like I was being a bit weird. So like I just uh, put into place my good routine because yeah. I was still thinking about, so it was the same, I was still thinking about these customers. I was thinking about like other stuff and I just... Like, I drew the curtains in my living room so that it was darker because I I like it to be dark. I put, like, my salt lamps on because they make a nice light. Light incense because I like the smell. Got into the womb because that... The womb. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know. Did we mention this when we I did this? I think we've mentioned it When before, we did the sensory but... podcast. Um, if anyone that doesn't know what they are, I don't think they're actually called wombs. That's just oh. what I referred to it as. Oh. Um, but I like that it's still called the womb. Um, it's like a elasticated sleeping bag that you can get your entire body to in, and it's got a little hole in it for your head. Uh, it was mine, but if I'm honest, it didn't work for me, so I uh, I gave it to you. Yeah. But it seems to work for you. I mean, obviously, I don't want to cover it now, but there was uh, there was that day that you stimmed. Oh, it was such all a good day. day. But yeah, anyway, no, back to yes, yeah, so yeah, you get in the womb, back yeah. to the routine. <laughs> get into the womb um like obviously i love soft things so like i had like a blanket in there with me that like i just had as much like softness like i had my feet like rubbing it my my hands rubbing it i had like a cup of coffee and these are just all things that like all combined just put me into like a really relaxing state i didn't have any tv on because i didn't want any like noise or to have to look at anything i just wanted to lie there and just calm down and like for me having things like that that I can do I find really helpful yeah I mean that all most of that sounded sensory so you use sensory coping mechanisms but yeah I imagine like you did them all in a routine yeah to get in yourself into that way. position so like it's like a combination of both um yeah like you applied it's like a sensory routine almost yeah. um yeah, and like that, I suppose if that works for you, then you know what that is, and like you can do it exactly. You've got your routine of which order you do all that stuff in, but you also have like, like I said, it's like in case of emergencies routine. Um, you will get home and like the it replaces whatever routine you would have done. So had those people not have been the way they had been that day, uh, you'd have gone home and done your everyday routine. But you have backup ones just in case. Yeah, um, which is good. I don't. I don't have that. That's something I have never done. Um, with me, if things go bad, I just kind of ride it out and wait for it to pass. Um, well, I've noticed that there's a, a difference in like our flats as well. Like I know my flat has loads of, and this is sensory, but I guess they're all part of my routine as well. So loads of, because I'm I'm super sensory. Like my flat has loads of sensory things around it and then as part of my routine I use them in my morning and evening routine whereas I don't think you have 
No, um, sensory stuff is... Well, we talked about this. We talked about this in the sensory episode that you have loads of positive sensory stuff. And yours are all negative. Mine are all negative, so it would make sense that I don't have any sensory stuff in my flat. Yeah, that's true. Because all my sensory stuff is negative. I suppose if I had stuff, it could make me worse. So I have things that don't have any sensory purpose. So uh, there's just stuff in my flat that I don't have around because I know they'd irritate me. So they're not here. Because like, oh sorry. No, no. Well, I was just gonna say a big part of my routine is lighting candles, lighting incense, changing the lighting, like all things like that are part of my morning and evening routine. Yeah. Yeah, and they're important. I I think we're both. I wouldn't say either one of us is more important on routine. Our routines are different, and I think what we use them for are different. Yeah. Um, but I think they're still like essential I couldn't do them without um and yeah like you said going to other people's houses is a bit of a nightmare because you can't follow that routine um so like going if I go back home uh it's it takes a while yeah I can get into a routine but it takes me a few days to do it and I usually end up having a routine in place by the time that I leave yeah and then it's just disruptive. So I spent the whole time there trying to get a routine in place and trying to get my day sorted by doing that. And then, like, last day, I'm like, ah, so I've started doing this. I get up. You know, other people in the house go to the toilet at this time, so I'll go then. I can do this by then. That by that. Uh, I'll move downstairs into, like, this part of the house at this time of day. And then before I know it, I'm like, oh, I'm going home. And then when I get home... I have to then try and get back into what I do at home. Yeah. Which doesn't take as long because obviously I've been doing it and it's more established, but it can take like a day. So that first day I wake up in my own flat from being at someone else's, I have to try and differentiate where I am. You know what I mean? I wake up and I just think, right, so the person goes to the toilet at this time, so I go and you have to. And I was like, no, 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 just go. <laughs> but then like you have to just try and wing it, which is really disruptive. Yeah. Uh, and I'll guarantee that I'll be late for work that day or a bit spaced when I'm there that day. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, I, it's all about damage limitation with me these days. Uh, and I found that the more routines I have, the less, um, anxious, the less worried I am about other things. But before diagnosis, I, they were like subliminal routines. They were routines that I didn't know I was doing. Yeah. Just some part of my brain had started making routines to try and keep like, me calm and trying to keep me like okay with stuff whereas now that I know how important they are I just do it I just I make them I make them on purpose like I get in my head like okay before we do this let's get this into like a schedule before we do this um and I used to worry because before diagnosis I didn't think I had routines and when the woman diagnosed me explained how they worked I just thought that sounds horrible. That sounds like you're a prisoner in like your own life, like that you have to abide to these structures. You have to follow these things. I'd always seen myself as like free spirited and just able to go, you know, roll with the punches and be someone that could just adapt. No problem. Um, But then I realized I wasn't. uh, And I realized that I shouldn't see routines as like this weird, like prison that you're in of having to stick to stuff, but they're there to control, um, your Asperger's and it's it's odd like one of the things I wanted to do like a podcast with you about at some point is uh, 
what it's like to be on the spectrum but living in a world that is solely aimed at the NT people and everything's yeah. designed that way and the things that we do to just live in it um, because obviously I've noticed we're both autistic uh, we're both Asperger's yeah. uh, and talking to each other and hanging around with each other is uh, completely different I mean it's why the um, Facebook page that we use I think that's why we went with the name Inside the Bubble initially oh yeah yeah it's because I've noticed that when people with Asperger's get around each other uh, it's different because you're you can interact in that way. And obviously when we're in our flats, it's like an Asperger zone. Yeah. Uh, your flat, my flat, and everything's easier. You don't have to abide by the... Norms. Yeah, the rules of the NT world. Yeah, like you could openly say what's on your mind. You can stim, like, things like that. Yeah, and I could talk to... And obviously it's better. I mean, you obviously have a closer relationship than I do with strangers that are on the spectrum that I don't know. But equally, we've spoken to some people through messages... Uh, since we've started doing this and the similarities and it's not awkward it's not like when I've tried to talk to other people I don't know yeah uh, and be like oh how do I start this conversation you can just get in there and be like oh yeah and then because of this and you know what it's yeah. like um, so I was interested in that um, about but it is just one of those things and I think routines are one of those things so you can cope in a world that is meant more for those that aren't autistic because yeah. obviously as autistic people we're still not there's a lot of us but obviously it's still not as common as yeah. people that are neurotypical uh so like obviously everything's more aimed that way um because obviously i was reading about i think it was morrison saying they, oh, you sent it to me didn't you oh yeah they're doing an autistic hour where, yeah that's like, so good where it's quiet in the store i saw some like obviously standard do social media i saw abuse yeah. i saw like people saying oh god what's happening next like political correctness gone mad the usual stuff yeah and that's that's purely on a just ignorance not understanding how difficult like places like supermarkets can be yeah um but i just thought it was good that, but like things like that are being put in place for those that are autistic but it's it's still like one hour out of the week so you can still see how different obviously the world is and obviously it's, I'm not expecting it to change I'm not expecting like everyone to go right now everything has to be autistic uh, and every, the neurotypical people are the ones I'm not asking for that and I always get weird that I keep referring to like us as autistic and them as neurotypical I don't want to do the segregation yeah. like separate us that much so when I talk about it I don't see myself as like trying to make like um, groups or try to separate and like divide uh, it's just ways to differentiate just in case, because um, we've had a few listeners to this podcast now, um, we were looking at the counter, and we've had a lot. Yeah, we were doing it's it's picking up. So obviously, I can't assume that everybody that listens to this is autistic. I'm assuming that some people that listen to this aren't, but know somebody that is. So it's good that they listen to this in the sense of just seeing like what's, you know, what's the thought processes or what's the things we have to deal with, and I'm not trying to like. Do you know what I mean? Go that way. I want to like make it so it's easier. But yeah, um, like I've totally gone on a massive tangent there. But I liked it. It's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, routines were a part of that. That's what we do to cope in the neurotypical world is to have those in place because it makes dealing with the things that obviously all happen no matter what easier to cope with. Yeah, like your routine is kind of like your life jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that has been an hour. Yes. 
Why do you say it like that? I don't know. Why? What's with the voice? Is this your new, <laughs> is this your new podcast voice now? No. Should I get rid of all the older episodes so you can start establishing yourself as having that voice? No. <laughs> no. No, stop it then. Okay. Don't keep doing it. Um, anything else you want to add? No. No? No. Then that's it for this week. Uh, I will try and get this posted by 12, but I guess people won't hear me saying this until it goes up. So it's not <laughs> like people can hear me this now and then I'm going to wait for irrelevant. 12 for it. It's totally irrelevant. Okay, that's it. Uh, so- Bye.